Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of Romans, chapter 8. Here's Pastor Ryan. Timothy Leary, one of the fathers of LSD, referred to marijuana in the 60s along with LSD as a psychedelic. It's a psychedelic back then. In the 90s when I smoked it every day for like two, three years, it was a psychedelic and more powerful then. I grew up during the time of the chronic, you know, with Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. Now, with the legislators, you know, making it uh, legal, they are making hybrids. They are adding to it. They are messing with it. But even if they didn't mess with it, like in the 60s, it was still a psychedelic. I saw a book on Pastor Ken's desk, and it, and it was a, a researcher looking at the effects of marijuana in, in kids today and people today because it's now everywhere. And the research on marijuana is very little, all right? Because apparently scientists and doctors who like to get high don't want to push it. But the effects that it has on people today, they're not saying anything about it. That people can stop smoking marijuana for months and months and years and years and have flashbacks and terrible effects and... and, uh, you know, uh, um, just psychological effects. It's so destructive. It's sorcery. The Bible says that we're to stay away from it because it's sorcery. It's like doing witchcraft. So if you have family or friends who like to partake from time to time, or they just do, just let them know that every time they take a hit, they're basically saying, Satan, you know, take my soul. Manipulate my soul. I know that's going to be a buzzkill, but tell them. Tell them. And if they don't believe you, just, just, who cares? But tell them. Warn them. It's a fallen world. Creation groans. We groan, Paul says. Oh my gosh, we groan. When when you're serving the Lord, all of us in life, we know someone who has physical ailments, who is dealing with disease, cancer, death. No doubt people are groaning to be further clothed with the new body. I mean, I'm 46 now and it's like, man, I'm, I'm feeling it. And, and this is why it's smart in the Lord for us to say, well, maybe I should watch what I eat. Maybe I should exercise more so that I can stick around longer, at least when it's my time to go, that I don't suffer terribly because I didn't take care of myself. So a good Christian, take that to heart and say, man, you know, can I change some things? I don't want to suffer. Unless, if the Lord tarries, I don't want to suffer in my body. I want to do as much as I can to, to be better. But all of creation groans because it is a fallen world and we're, we're desiring um, to, to be further clothed. But what kind of life are you living knowing that this tent is temporary? And you're going to receive a body from Christ one day that's going to be amazing. Like, 
What kind of life are we living knowing that reality? That 10 out of 10 of us is going to die unless the rapture comes and we meet the Lord in the air, which can come at any moment. But if he should tarry, 10 out of 10 of us are going to die. And if you want to get technical, we've been dying since the moment we were born. And we're dying as I speak, slowly. What manner of life ought we to live since these tents are going to be put off one day? In 2 Peter chapter 1, write it down, especially the kids. If the kids aren't writing it down, parents, show them how to do church. They should write it down. They're students. They're students. They're not here just being entertained. They should have their Bibles. They should have pen and paper and take notes. They will not remember what I said. Show them how to do church. Show them how to worship the Lord. 2 Peter chapter 1. For this reason, Peter said, I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things. Though you know and are established in the present truth, yes, I think it is right as long as I am in this tent to stir you up by reminding you, knowing that shortly I must put off my tent just as our Lord Jesus Christ showed me. Moreover, I will be careful to ensure that you always have a reminder of these things after my decease. So Peter is saying that he knows his time is coming. He knows that he's going to put off this tent and go be with the Lord as Jesus promised him that one day he would die martyred uh, for the Lord. But he saw his time coming and he said, I'm going to be reminding you as long as I'm still in this tent. So for us Christians, for us parents, for us grandparents, for us who have walked with the Lord for some time, we are called, all of us, to edify one another in the body of Christ, to encourage one another, to warn one another, to stay the course, to serve the Lord, not to live for your own life. We have been bought with the price. Our spirit and our bodies belong to Him. Frankly, my opinion of what I want to do with my life is irrelevant. What does Christ want for my life? And for the church, no doubt, he wants us to edify one another, to be in his house while we know that one day soon our tents will be removed and we'll have a new, new bodies. You won't be able to do that anymore. Peter said, I'm about to go home. I better keep reminding you. That's, my job. That's your calling, to remind. And if you're not reminding, then perhaps it's because we're not reminded of what God has called us to do. And Jesus gave us the great commission. Go forth into all the world and make disciples, right? Baptize, of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. Our job is to make disciples and it starts in our homes. Kids, open up your Bibles. Kids, have your pen and paper ready. God is going to say something to you that's worth writing down. Amen. Shut off your phones. Pay attention. Sit up straight. Shoulders back. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Paul would say in 2 Timothy chapter 4, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearance. That crown of righteousness to all who have loved his appearance. 
new body, rewards. It's around the corner. It's around the corner. We ought not to take His grace for granted. What has God given you? All the possessions that you have, I have one question. Who has given those possessions to you? All of them. Your cars, your money, your, your jobs, your family, your homes, the food you can buy, the clothing you can buy. All of it, He's given it to you. Use it for the glory of God. You have a kitchen table? You have a dining room table? Is that just for your family? Or is it for your church family as well? It was the last time you invited somebody to your house from our church to come break bread. Jesus said, when you have a dinner, not if you have a dinner, when you have a dinner, invite the poor among you. We have to consider what his word says. We're, we're not gonna ha- you're not going to have that table for long or that house. We can't take any of this stuff with us. None of it. And the Bible is clear. We can't take any of it with us. So I like what Paul said. It's one of my favorite verses um, recently. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 10. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 10. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. And so Paul said, I am what I am. He felt of himself, I'm the least of the apostles, man, because I persecuted the church. I'm a nobody, Paul says. But I am what I am by the grace of God. I've worked, he says, I worked, I did more for the church, for the Lord, than all the other apostles, but it wasn't me, it was the grace of God. And he said that the grace toward him was not in vain. Meaning, everything that God gave Paul as a benefit, Paul saw it as a benefit to preach the gospel. I have a house too. I have weights, I have a treadmill, don't use them too much. So the grace of God is in vain when it comes to those things. But not anymore. I don't got to be super Mr. Olympia, but he's given me those things. Not just to sit there. He's giving me a kitchen table so I can invite some of y'all to my home to eat with me, hang out with me. I have the pool there. I'm going to have the kids come over and hang out from our church in the pool. These things are not for me. They're for God's glory. What else has he given you? Is he giving you health? For what? So that we cannot do nothing for Jesus? He's giving you life for what? So we can stay home when the government tells us we should and not go to church? I mean, think about that. That's serious stuff. That's serious stuff. We have one life to live, and we're not to live it, you know, for what man tells us not to do. Read the book of Acts. Read the book of Acts chapter 3, chapter 4. They told Peter and John, we forbid you to speak in this man's name anymore. And he goes, man, you you know, whether it's good to listen to you or not, you decide. But we cannot but preach the things that we have heard and seen from God. It is better to obey God than man. The government says not to come together as a church. Well, uh, God says, since the day is approaching that he's coming back to judge, as you see it approaching, the more you should go to church. Jesus sent them out. 
He says, I sent you out as lambs amongst wolves. He doesn't say, I send you out there amongst people that will guide you spiritually. He says, I'm sending you out there with people that are blind and wicked and lost. And they need what you have to take them, not for them to tell you how to do church. You give me a few doctors and a few scientists to tell me what they're saying is hogwash and, and one side's being censored. That's all I need. Why? Because God said concerning Satan in the book of Revelation, this is he who deceived the nations. The leaders of this world are ripe to be deceived. So why are we following what they say? Think about it. The Bible is our constitution. So I can go on and on. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Jesus told his, his brothers who were not believers. He told them, this world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify that its deeds are evil. This world needs you and the light that you have. Don't let them speak their morals into you. We have one life to live. And I'm not going to live it living in a stinking hole in a bunker with a bunch of canned foods, you know, waiting for whatever. Yeah, you can be safe. You can take precautions, but not worship. Serious like that? You know, I want to still touch lepers like my Lord. Jesus, you can make me clean if you're willing. And he said, I'm willing. I'm willing. And he touched people. The grace, of, the grace toward me was not in vain, Paul said. Chuck Smith said this very famously. This life will soon be passed. And only what you've done for Christ will last. I mean, the Bible says to serve the Lord with fear and trembling. You don't have to come up here and give Bible studies. You don't have to lift heavy things from here to there. But you can say, welcome to Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We're so glad you came. You can be a greeter. You can be a parking lot attendant. You can help with the, with the lawns. You can help just whatever, anything. You can come early for the prayer group. You can serve the Lord. There's reasons why they don't, people don't serve. Then you'd have to get to know some people, and they're going to get to know you. See, God intended the church to be a family, not a religious organization where people just come and bounce and did their little religious thing. We all know what that's like. We probably, most of us have come from that, right? You just go, you do, and you leave, and you come, and you go. Now, it's a family where we get to know each other, where we edify each other. And, uh, yeah, what manner of lives are we to be living verse 26 likewise the spirit also helps in our weaknesses for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered 
Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And so here we're promised that the Holy Spirit helps us. I've been talking about this. Guys, without God, we are very vulnerable without God's strength. Without his grace, without his strength, without his love, without his protection, we are all very vulnerable. We know this because we're Christians. If we weren't Christians, we wouldn't know this, but we know we're vulnerable without him. We need him. And in the mornings when you seek him in prayer, we know not what to pray for always. You know, I was apologizing to the Lord this morning. Oh man, I tell you, I say the same thing to you every day. Lord, I thank you for this day. Lord, you're just, you know. I mean, when am I going to come up with something new? So I said, Lord, forgive me. I'm going to sit here until I come up with something new. Because I don't know what to pray for. And as you sit there for some time, eventually, man, the Holy Spirit starts anointing you like King David himself. And you become the solemnist in your prayer. And you just say, like, man, you know the hummingbird, Lord. How you made it with all, you know, you just start getting all artistic in your prayer. Because the Holy Spirit is just like, you're, you change it up. Man, I was going to bring this problem to you, Lord, but now it's all these other things that I didn't even think about. And the Holy Spirit begins to open up what things to pray for. And, and you get to realize as you're still before the Lord, the Holy Spirit leads you into truth and and brings conviction and brings righteousness and brings judgment and you're like oh my gosh i gotta apologize here say sorry here go take care of this here you're concerned with this not this i thought it was this but it's actually this and god just redirects because we need help because we're vulnerable we need the holy spirit's leading in that and so paul would say likewise the spirit also helps in our weakness Whatever temptation that is, you know it ain't good. Bring that up to God. This temptation I have. Help me against it. And to listen to him as the Spirit says, you know, get a different phone. Cut out that website or whatever. Cut that person loose from your life. Don't call that person anymore. Hang around good accountability people that are going to love us enough to tell us the truth all kinds of stuff god speaks to, to our hearts the holy spirit helps us and he will help us today amen? amen father we thank you for your word we thank you for your love and grace and mercy and yes we thank you for the holy spirit that you've given us as a guarantee strengthen us by your spirit lord help us to be the people the church that you want us to be I pray for every heart in this room that they would be strengthened and encouraged in your spirit. But Lord, you know all hearts. You, you know who belongs to you and who doesn't. You know who just says they do, but they don't live for you. And so Lord, I know you want to give them an opportunity whenever the gospel is preached for them to choose to repent of their sins this morning and to give their heart to you, Jesus, so that you can cleanse them of all of their sins and give them time of refreshing. And so, while all heads are bowed, if you're here, my friend, 
and God has spoken to your heart, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand to ask Jesus Christ into your heart and to have him forgive you of all your sins. To, amen. Is there, amen. Is there anybody else? Please hold your hands up proudly. Jesus said, if you, deny, if, you, if you accept me before men, if you acknowledge me before men, I'll acknowledge you before the Father. Hold them up. Don't be ashamed. God is good. Man, don't care what anybody thinks. Pride will keep, is going to keep so many people out of heaven. Don't let it happen to you. Is there anybody else who needs to receive Jesus this morning? He is good. No matter what sins we've committed, He will forgive and cleanse. Is there anybody? Anybody else? All right, for you three that have raised your hand, I'm going to ask you now to come up here in the front with me here. I did it when I gave my life to the Lord. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Just come up here and I'll lead you in the prayer right here. Show the Lord that you are for him now. Please come up here now and uh, up here to the front. And if someone wants to go with them and encourage them, please. Thank you. Come on up. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. 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 Oh, Lord, thank you for these precious uh, few that have come up, these three, Lord. I, I pray for them, Lord. Comfort their hearts, Lord. Be everything to them. Thank you for them, Lord, for their courage and their faith towards you. All right, my friends, repeat this after me. Father God, forgive me for my sins. I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and on the third day you raised him from the dead and he's at your right hand praying for me now wash me by his precious blood all of my sins Lord give me a new heart and a new mind and fill me with the power of your Holy Spirit. And use my life for your glory. From this day forth. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Awesome. Congratulations. Bless you. Bless you guys. They will escort you. They have some Bibles for you and want to get your number. And we're, we're here for you. And Amen. God is good. Let's all stand. We all have good days and bad days. Our bodies, woo, we do groan, don't we? Oh, my goodness. Oh, Lord. The last thing I need to deal with this a broken down body while I'm trying to minister to the Lord so pray for me as I pray for you that we would you know go for more walks eat foods with more colors and get our sleep and read our Bibles and get built up in prayer so that we're bold to speak to this lost world they need what you have you have the answers God is the answer. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All things. Everything you do for him is above your pay scale. Everything. I have been doing everything above my pay scale. 
above my equipping, above my everything. Remember, he chooses the weak things of the world, the despised things of the world to confound the strong. Not many wise among you, not many noble, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world. So be encouraged. Amen. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We adore.